Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're back on a Monday on Fantasy Sports today. What a wacky weekend it was for the NFL. We'll also update you on the crazy Major League Baseball postseason. Fantasy Sports today on this Monday starts now. Fantasy Sports today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia, here with you on FNTSY, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and of course also on Sports Grid. Sean Guastamacchia producing this show. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish, at Joe Pizzapia17 throughout the week, Monday through Friday, here on the program. We talk a lot of football, and of course, baseball postseason is definitely heating up at this point. Critical game tonight, which we'll get to with the Cardinals. And in uh, Washington Nationals, but first and foremost, uh, Joe, uh, happy weekend to you. Good to have you back here on this Monday. And just when we thought we'd be able to figure out the NFL and perhaps its dominant teams bouncing back and winning and looking good, we kind of went the other way. I thought over the weekend, where <laughs> it's not even that there's parity for me. It's just that wow, like I, I mean, calling any team a lead in the NFL beyond the Patriots at this point is a hard proposition for me. It is. It's a tough sell right now. And even the Patriots have some issues on offense. They have to clear up for sure. Now, I know on Thursday that was kind of a a wacky game there with the weather. You know, when you punt the ball and it comes back 10 yards at you, that's always a wacky day in terms of trying to throw the football. But still, they've got some work to do on offense and they know it. But I think you're right. You look around the NFL right now. I think the Seahawks are playing good football. We obviously know the 49ers are playing good football. Uh, The Saints, I think when they get Drew Brees back, I think that's going to be a huge win for the fact that they keep winning football games without him, even if it's not always the prettiest win. Uh, that's certainly a huge deal. But, man, this was a crazy week in terms of quarterback play, too. Quarterbacks who look like they've just handed over their jobs, and not just one or two. We're talking like three or four, potentially. But I got to be honest with you, Craig, I'm still on a high from Thursday night because we haven't gotten to talk about that golden Tate line of 6-102 and a touchdown. Craig, I got no text from you. I got nothing on the golden Tate. I thought for sure you would be very happy about this. Well, I mean, you said not to play him and to play the other guy. So that's why I didn't <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why I didn't do anything. I would have done it. I said, is this the night for Golden Tate? You said, no, play the other. What's the guy's name? Drayton Slayton? Slayton? Yeah, Slayton. You said, play Slayton, not Tate. So yeah, I, but you I said Tate, Tate's never going to do anything. That's Wait that was, I believe the Wait a second. Whoa, Hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I believe the yeah, clip you know, was Golden Tate is going to be useful, useless all year. Useless I said it. I said on Thursday, this is the night, Joe. There's no one else you playing. You were being completely be sarcastic with that. Yes, you were. You oh, know you were. Listen, Joe. You can't go back and forth with guys. You you gotta gotta listen. You can go back and forth with guys because it's a stock market. But you can't come on the show on Monday and say I didn't recommend playing him. But now he's great. You can't have. I've been ways. recommending to add Golden Tate in all leagues for two weeks, and you've mocked me for two weeks. Mocked me. 
and he had a good game. How is that? Just because I didn't want to play him against the Patriots doesn't mean him having a good game isn't useful that you have him I'm, on the I'm asset on your team. Here. I'm blown away. I'm You're blown, blown away. away? If, if, oh we, if we do a segment called Trust or Bust, and the, guys, the guy you say trust, and he's a bust, do you get to come on the next week and say that, you, that I told you to trust him? No. No, but I believe if we go back and play that clip, that I don't think we're, I don't think we're remembering that clip the same way. We have to get Sean on there. Where's Sean? Sean, Listen, get on there. I, I remember it. I said Golden Tate was a complete waste the entire season, and you're absolutely right. right. He had one good game in the game you said he wouldn't do anything. <laughs> but, so we were both right and both wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so we I didn't, we're not planting a flag today. On I'm that. not planting Wait. a flag on Golden Tate. All I'm saying is he is not a complete waste of space. That's all. And I don't think he was. And, and the fact that he I own him in a lot of spots, I'll tell you what, the league I had him in, I started him this week. Even though you recommended people you shouldn't? No, I look looking at it. If you're the Patriots, wouldn't you try to stop Golden Tate? Wouldn't that be the one guy you try to stop on that team? Golden Tate had one long touchdown, Joe. Yeah, that's all you need. That's okay. all you need. Last yeah, time I, 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 I want you to screenshot all the leagues. Oh, you're I'm starting. having go, a bit go, of fun with you. Listen, Come I want on. you this week to go in and screenshot all the leagues you're going to start Golden Tate in. Because I'm going to guess if you have him in five leagues, you're starting. I think I only have him in two. I think I oh, two or three. So what do you? What do you? So, so I I can't figure out today. You're you're too much. I'm, right, so I'm, I'm I have him in a lot you. of leagues now. I only have him in two. Last week, don't play him now. I didn't, I didn't say a lot of leagues. I said I have him in a couple leagues, and I believe a couple is two. I might have him in a third. I got to check, but I think I have him in two. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling your leg, Craig Mish. That's all this is. This is good-natured it's, ribbing and it's, fun. It's, that's it, all let me is. tell you something. You don't pull my leg after a bad NFL Sunday for me. That's, that's not the way it works. <laughs> Clearly. Oh my, my goodness. All right. All right. The, the, uh, the 49ers are 5-0, and oh, and that, to me, is the big story from Sunday for sure. Uh, I would also say this, that I had a I had huge misjudgments on Sunday, and I definitely thought that between the Chiefs and Rams, I could have seen one of those two teams struggling. For sure, it happens in the NFL. It's very hard. You got a short favorite of minus three, so minus four, something like that. You know, wacky things are going to happen. But if you would have told me two weeks ago that we'd be sitting here, and I honestly, I mean, look, this could change this week too. I mean, certainly could. The NFL changes from week to week. But I never would have guessed that I'd be looking at the Chiefs and the Rams and say these two teams not only do they not look like Super Bowl contenders, I could make the case that you could just keep losing every week. Like, I don't know what happened with these two teams. Yeah, and Goff putting up less than 100 yards passing at home, which is incredible considering Todd Gurley was inactive for that game. The, the whole thing is just bizarre. And the Chiefs losing back-to-back games at home, that's just basically crushed them in the AFC. So even if they have a really good run, it's going to be very difficult now because if they make the playoffs and get in there, they're going to be a road team, and that's that's a shame for them because Arrowhead supposedly supposed to be one of these home field advantages. And, and look, let's not take anything away from the Texans here. This was a great job by Deshaun Watson and a great job there by the defense, and they came away with a huge victory for the Texans. Now, I, I expect the Chiefs to have a big second half. The Rams, I'm really questioning right now. The Rams right now seem lost. the play calling? I mean, the, the play third calling and one and fourth and one on the goal line, just keep handing it off to Brown? Like, what Do you think world? that the boy wonder has, and I'm obviously speaking about Sean McVay, do you think the boy wonder kind of got punched in the mouth last year in that Super Bowl and hasn't really recovered? Uh, they've, they've scored a, a couple of games this season. They've looked like they looked like great on the opening drive. I don't understand. I, I this is one of those where it is very hard for me to not overreact to what I saw yesterday. I, I was in shock watching both teams, watching the Rams who just refuse to throw the ball anymore. I was like, OK, I don't get this at all. And watching the Chiefs who literally could not stop Houston on any possession. There was not one possession where they could stop them. The only thing that happened was they threw it uh Watson threw an interception in the back of the end zone on one play. They, they, I think they scored on every single possession that I saw. I've never well, seen a defense in the NFL play that bad. On Sunday morning, we talked about that. You know, people were asking about Malcolm Brown. Should we start Malcolm Brown? I said, look, you could start Malcolm Brown, but you also have to realize that 
they are 24th in the league coming into this game in rushing attempts. That's not a that's not a great number. And uh, you know, it's just and I understand wanting to kind of get back to running the football and get back to some of that stuff. But 49ers defense is very good. They get to the quarterback, all, all that. Like I, I don't want to take. A, in losses, you don't want to always just hang everything on the team that you think is better because the other team has to show up and do their job, and they did. But I still think the 49ers, this was the test. I kept saying this is the test, so if I, I'm holding true to that, then yeah, this was the test, and they passed the test, and now we have to think they're for real. I do just believe that those turnovers are going to be a problem. Garoppolo keeps turning over the football. That's going to turn around and bite them in big spots. But right now, Craig, if I ask you who's the best team in the NFC, Saints, it Seahawks, or It has to be San Francisco. It has to be. It, it has to be, but it wouldn't shock me at all to see them get knocked out in the first round. But that just shows you the, the, the weakness of, what, of what's happening this year in the yeah. NFL. At this time last year, we were looking at three teams in the NFL that were elite for sure. The Patriots and then the Rams and Chiefs. And they played each other in that crazy game on Monday night. Like this year, it's like, yikes. I, don't, I can't even go anyone, with anyone beyond doing it. I, two weeks ago, I was like, oh, you were like, Kansas City's no good. I'm like, I don't know about that. They look great to me. Well, guess what? I'm, I'm in agreement now. I mean, their defense looks awful awful and they got this middle linebacker I, I i am telling you now if you have a chance to go back and watch this i was keying in on this guy number 56 this dude is not even running their linebackers are so bad the chiefs i i it was stat I mean, carlos hyde i mean carlos hyde <laughs> was amazing against kansas city carlos hyde looked like a top five running back in the nfl yesterday and we know he's not that no, um, but it's not surprising against the Chiefs defense. Not anymore. Not, I mean, no. unless they do something. You know what? I did a write up on Hyde on TQE because I do the the one p.m. write ups late, the early slate, and he was one of those guys. I'm like, look, he's a lineup builder. He's going to get the football. They're going to do everything they can to keep Mahomes off the field. And the Chiefs struggle against running backs. Just just go look at it. And speaking of running, real quick, I know we got to go to the break, but remember I said the Rams were 24th coming into that game. Guess where they ended up after that game in terms of rushing attempts on the year? Ranked how many slots they moved up? All the way to 19. So they jumped five spots in one game. That's how much they tried to overcompensate. That's that's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, maybe because Gurley too is hurt. But but, but look, don't they, think they jumped up. They went more without Gurley. Is what yes, I know because Gurley's crazy. not right. I don't think Gurley's uh, not. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. We got the opening drive coming up next. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage. The opening drive. The first play of the game. From the opening play and all the way for a touchdown. All right, welcome back. It is the opening drive on Fantasy Sports Today. We're going to get to all of the inside box scores of the NFL. And there was a lot to like, a lot to dislike yesterday, too, for me. 
Uh, a couple of leagues did well. A couple of leagues, man, play, I mean, that's the one thing about fantasy. Playing in one league where you score the second most points and you lose, and that could be the situation for me in one of my leagues tonight. All play. Told you. All play this. Everybody should be that. doing it. Can Valdez Scantling go seven for 100 and a touchdown? If he does, then, then I'll win that one. But that's got to happen tonight. And I don't know. I mean, Rodgers doesn't throw the ball anymore, so... All right, uh, first down, Yankees-Astros. Very compelling game last night. Joe, Carlos Correa with the game-winning shot for them. They tie the series at one. And now, of course, they get Garrett Cole back as he gets to pitch in the Bronx. So uh, I think game three is a, a kind of a critical game, Joe, especially for the Yankees. If Houston goes up 2-1, it only means they have to win two of the next few. Well, it's a huge game if you can beat Garrett Cole. And uh, Saturday with Gleber Torres night, that's for sure. He was spectacular in that game. And, you know, I don't think that guy got enough and it's hard to say because he's a Yankee, but I really don't think he got enough credit because Stanton was out most of the year. Judge was out most of the summer. And Gleber Torres basically picked up this team and put it on his back. And he was tremendous. He had a great night Saturday. Last night, obviously, Correa with a huge home run at the end there. So it was a great moment for him. Another guy that's missed a significant time in the last couple seasons, which is really frustrating from a fantasy perspective. I just I keep going back. I, you know, these have been great games. I'm really excited. I love seeing these big baseball clips and these fantastic highlights and all this energy in the ballpark i just feel like it's falling on deaf ears or or no eyes i feel like if this was going on in august into september we would be super excited and super into it as a collective sports community but because we're in the thick of football i feel like it kind of becomes second fiddle and it's frustrating to me because i love baseball so um look in terms of the nationals too man this is uh this is it man i think it's the nationals year it's starting to feel like they got the mojo doesn't it it could be. It does feel like that. Look, they go up 2-0 in, in St. Louis. It's hard to argue anything against it at this point. And I don't think the Cardinals have a chance to come back. I think they can make it competitive. But look, I mean, you, you lose your first two games at home. The Cardinals are kind of playing with house money a little bit, I think, after beating the Braves. No one thought that they would do that. But no. unfortunately, mm-hmm. my ticket to the World Series. And you didn't sell it, did you? Looks like it's done. No, looks like that's it. That's yeah. all right. $200 investment. Can't really hedge on something like that. I wanted to see it get a little further and also by the way going back to the yankees uh if you think stan's injury isn't serious yeah okay not playing in the postseason i mean it's got to be something up with this guy you've covered the marlins for a long time which what's your assessment at this point of stanton you've seen him more than probably yeah, most people. He's, he's gonna this is gonna be the the story of his career unless they decide to make him a designated hitter full-time you know he's gonna he's, he's you think he would take to that player. i know a lot of guys struggle with that transition. he doesn't like it but he'll i mean i don't know what other choice he's gonna have aaron judge is not gonna play dh he's a good fielder Right. So, so I mean, he's kind of resigned to that uh, in terms of what I think and what I thought. I know this, that had Stanton not won the MVP in 2017, he'd be stuck in Miami forever. There'd be no way that they could have moved him. And, and because of that, that enabled Miami to get out from under that contract. 30 more million for, what, seven more years? Something crazy right. like that? That's an expensive uh, DH, boy. Wow. Yeah, the Yankees are, Yankees are kind of stuck. They went for it and... And uh, I don't, I don't yeah, know. But it made him relevant again. You know what I mean? Like he was kind of that puzzle, and they had that really good run. So I mean, like I guess you and they can't. did everything without him, though. You don't think they're not regretting it? I think they're regretting it now, but I think at the time it was at the time it, it looked good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at the time, the time it was it smart. Yeah, it looked good, and, and, and it supported good. the young team too. You brought in a guy with veteran presence, where I think it took a lot of pressure off the young guys to perform, and you can't argue it didn't because look at Aaron Judge's rookie year. You know what I mean? I think that kind of stuff matters. All right, uh, second down, the Tank Bowl in Miami yesterday, Joe. Round one goes to the Dolphins in the Tank Bowl. They played against the Washington Redskins. Why does it go to Miami, Joe? Because they lost, and so that enables them to still be near the top for the first pick overall. Kind of a strange play that they called there on uh, when they went for two. Not surprising that they went for two to try to get the win, but, Joe, they called a screenplay to Kenyon Drake behind the line of scrimmage. 
where their receivers weren't really blocking. And after the game, Drake said that they had practiced that play throughout the week, but not with him, with a different running back. So look into it as it may. But now the, the, the Dolphins are now back into that perfect spot again to get the overall pick. Number one Must lose game for the Dolphins. And they didn't disappoint. This was a must lose. They did their job. And that's what you want. Now, if you do win a football game, it's okay because you don't. Not wanna... yet. Not yet. They got it's, one more. It, big it's one. all right. But but here's the thing. You, who was the other big one? What's the other big one left? Oh, they got Cincinnati. Eh, yeah, I got OK. Cincinnati. I got one more. One more must lose. But still, <laughs> not losing to the Redskins was key. That because was the Redskins one. aren't going to win a lot of games. And Terry McLaurin, had another nice game there, too. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, you know, the fix was in once you saw Fatbeard, the pirate, take back over a quarterback. That was a, that was a big red flag. It was like, OK, here we go. And poor Josh Rosen, man. They just, you know, I hope he got a good signing bonus. I have to go back and look at it, but I'm sure he was. I'm sure it was a nice yeah, signing he'll, bonus. He'll be somewhere else next year again. Somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but but either, either way. Yeah. So the Dolphins play the Bengals in, uh, I think, either late November, or early December. And if both those teams are winless, then clearly. That game will decide who gets the number one pick overall, but we're still a month away from that. Uh, Okay, third down, Alec Baldwin, New York resident, got scammed by a fake ticket broker as he and his family were going to see the Statue of Liberty. He actually posted a picture of somebody uh, selling fake Statue of Liberty tickets. I wasn't aware, Joe, that this is a thing. Now, uh, during March Madness, when it was at Madison Square Garden, and I went to buy a ticket right after Tout Wars, and I went to see Florida play south carolina because it was right across the street ironically from where tout wars was a couple of years ago there were people selling things that didn't look anything like tickets and i would go i went to the police i'm like are they just allowed to do this and they're like yeah pretty much i'm like wow okay that sounds good so i bought a ticket i made the guy walk me all the way into the arena to make sure that it would work but i I mean in new york they're selling tickets to the statue of liberty that are fake that's insane so uh, let me get this straight when you walked with the guy do you like hold his hand and make sure he didn't run away at the last minute like how, uh, how, do you, how do you know he was gonna like walk with you to the turnstile? Oh, it didn't matter. I didn't. I didn't take the. T- I made. I walked with my money, and he walked with the ticket. And we walked yeah, all the way up. Scan they scanned. The the, they scanned the ticket. I took the ticket and gave him the money right there. That was an amazing game of chicken you just played. That's terrific. I love it. I, <laughs> I wasn't gonna do it, and you should have seen the crap that they were selling out there. It was like ripped oh, stubs. Sure. It was just like. Hey, man. I, I was like, Are you kidding I, me? This is not. When real. I commuted to New York every week for the last ten years, I, I, you know, right by you come out for the garden because of where Penn Station is. So I've seen every kind of ticket scam, whatever it and is. The police, they don't do anything. They're just like no, no, nobody does it. They got big, honestly, because when you think about New York City, really, is that's the highest priority? You know what I mean? Like, they just figure, hey, there's so many other crimes being committed I right guess. now at this second that are more important and more dangerous. We can't even worry about this. This is, like, so far dumb. That's why you smell weed everywhere in New York where you walk. Oh, well, it's, it's now legal now. They're weed. not arresting people. But still, like, I mean, like a torn. Some woman was trying to sell me a torn ticket in half. She's like, this is a ticket for the game. I'm like, this is not a ticket, is a for, ticket the game. for the game. And wait, but here's what I don't think. Alec Baldwin. I'm disappointed in Alec Baldwin. Because he is from, well, he's from Long Island, so maybe that's why. But well, he lives in the city still, now. Yeah. He lives in the city now, but, like, shouldn't he know better? And first of all, like, who buys a ticket for anything, an actual ticket? Like, isn't everything now just digital anyway? Like, that's what I don't understand. But, not even, but, not, but still, how would he get, like, I mean, just why would he even try to get a cheaper ticket for the statue with the money that Alec Baldwin has? Just walk right up to the. Yeah, to the, but you, well, hold on. I'll, I'll answer that question for you. Well, you think about Alec Baldwin's lifestyle. He's got an ex-wife already. Right, and Kim Basinger with twenty a bucks, kids. Joe. Do you see how many kids he's got with the new wife? Oh. He's got like five kids with oh, the young twenty dollars. Oh. Hey, man, <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is, I'm just telling you. If you're asking why Alex like fifty cents to us. <laughs> All right, I'm fourth down. <laughs> fourth down. Uh, Breaking Bad's uh, prologue epilogue debuted this weekend over on Netflix. El Camino, which I was very excited to see, and I'll give you my uh, quick review on it for those of you who are interested. I was disappointed. I did not think that it was that great. 
I'm not going to certainly ruin it for anyone that didn't see it, but I would tell you this. There was closure to the story of Breaking Bad for sure, but a lot of the movie was was prequel-type stuff done, just bringing back old characters to say hello. And to me, um, not great. Not great. A, basically a meh type of review, I would say. I was very disappointed. I thought That's it was exciting. Bad. Yeah, it was not. Uh, everybody seems to love that show. I know I didn't uh, get to see it. It's on my list, but I, I have been watching. And to me right now, I think it's the best thing on television is the Righteous Gemstones, which is that Danny McBride show yeah, about the, uh, yeah. oh my goodness, uh, with John Goodman and all this. Let me tell you something, man. Funny, dark, like you can't believe, sometimes you gotta stop it and rewind it to see if you just saw what you just saw. And the guy, um, the, the Walter Goggins, who plays Baby baby Billy, <laughs> the little brother of the dead wife. Oh my God, this guy's gonna win the award for this performance. It is absolutely spectacular. I want you to watch the show so we can talk about it because uh, it, it's, I think it's up your alley. I think you I, I think toward it. the holidays, I'll, I'll, when I have more time, I'll, I'll go back and watch. But Goggins is a fantastic actor. He was ah, so good. Always loved him on The Shield. Yeah, yeah he was great. All right, uh, we'll start to get into the games next. Fantasy sports today, Rams and 49ers. What in the world happened in that one? We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. The Monday Replay. Help you win number The Monday Replay. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament NFL setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars each and every week using DFS tools like DailyRoto.com. If you are playing Daily Fantasy Sports and you're not using DailyRoto.com, you are doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, that's where millionaires are made. And welcome back as Joe and I start to dive into some of these games and give you the latest injury updates from around the league on this Monday, October 14, 2019. And we start off with the 49ers and Rams on Sunday. In terms of the 49ers, they really didn't have to do much because... The Rams didn't show much, but Jimmy G threw for 243, also an interception. Tevin Coleman uh, is back. He went 18 for 45, scored a touchdown, dropped another one, so he was heavily involved oh, in their Man, did he ever scored. drop another one? Oh, was that brutal. Oh, yeah, God, wide open. Yep. George Kittle, big game for him. His tight ends are starting to dwindle here a little bit. He's stepping up. That's not a surprise. Eight for 103 there. Uh, in terms of the Rams, Jared Goff. Wow, I don't know anybody that could have won a fantasy league starting him this week. 78 yards passing for Jared Goff. Yikes. Uh, Malcolm Brown, 11 for 40. He looked okay. Uh, Daryl Henderson actually looked probably better than him, but he fumbled. It wasn't really a fumble. They snapped the ball and it kind of hit him in the face, so bad call there. But Henderson looks like he's got some zip a little bit. Uh, Robert Woods was really the only one that came out of this with anything fantasy-wise because he scored a touchdown, but he didn't even have a catch. They were all rushing and then, Cooper Cup was a complete disaster. Four for 17. 
so look, I mean, we talked about this a little bit in the open. I would dare to say this will be the worst offensive performance for the Rams all season long. But at this point, I just, as you said, I just simply have to give credit to the 49ers. They're 5-0. and For them to make the playoffs, they basically only need to win four games the rest of the season. We know that's going to happen. They'll probably win five at least. I don't know that I have confidence in them if they get to the Super Bowl, but I just don't see a lot of strong contenders. And so uh, the other part of this, Joe, is that maybe their defense is, is better even than their offense. Their defense looked fantastic against the Rams. Maybe that's what the secret sauce was yesterday. Oh, the secret sauce of the 49ers is definitely the pass rush. It's definitely uh, the defensive side of the football. And it's been the running game, but losing two tackles for one game and Kyle Yushek, the fullback, was a lot to lose in one game for the 49ers, but they still came out with a W on the road. And and let's not forget, too, the Rams had extra time to prepare for them. And this is why I think it's so disappointing. And Cooper Cup was the biggest disappointment for me personally all of Sunday's football because this should have been a huge matchup for him. The fact that he only had six targets in this game, and I say only six, because I was expecting somewhere in the 8 to 12 kind of a range for him. And this was 6 was completely underwhelming. Cooper Cup needed to catch the football more. And I and I get it. It's great that you want to try to balance the offense a little bit. And they even tried running some gadget plays with Woods and Cooks, trying to get them the football and some end-arounds and stuff like that. But, man, look, 78 yards. When did Goff become Kirk Cousins? When did this happen? I don't know. And all of a sudden, Cousins has become Goff. I don't know. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. I don't want to mm-hmm. live anymore, Craig. It may be, man. It may be. Um, you know, the the one thing that is interesting, too, is that as uh, on third down, they did a quick snap and, and handed off to Brown, who didn't get in. And then on fourth down, they did the same thing. It it kind of it tells me this. Look, Gurley, who I don't think is going to come close or be anything like he ever was. I think those days are over. The one thing that he does at least has shown is that his knack to be able to uh, score a touchdown near the goal line is very big, and he can still do that. It almost reminds me of, like, I think what his career could be headed toward is like a Marcus Allen-type deal where they bring him in, uh, you know, for the next couple of years. They still have him, and he scores a lot of touchdowns because, look, they, they can't stop him. Gurley's still very good near the goal line. He's had no, he gets good push on the line. That's one thing about Gurley, which is funny because you would think if the but knee... this guy Brown, man. Ugh, he couldn't get the... I mean, nothing, and like... and. And Henderson, and I saw some video on him before the game that somebody posted that Henderson is yet to really look at like the correct running lanes. But I think long term, Henderson is going to be a player. I, I really liked what I saw. From he's him a yesterday. buy low in dynasty right now. I think Henderson, especially after this week, he looks good. Yeah, <laughs> I think he he's good. a really good trade target. This but week. still, but 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 still, but still. And then they tried it again <laughs> on a fourth down where they ran around. He didn't get it on a fourth and one in uh, in Fort Niners territory. I mean, there must be so little faith in Goff on three different one yard plays that they couldn't even like roll them out and throw it to Everett on or Higby, Here. you know, let the I'm defender make you run better. in. I'll make you feel better. You ready? Next two next two games for the Rams, Falcons and Bengals. So buy all your Rams now. Well buy. next game, yes. Bengals that Bengals playing all right against the you still put up points against the Bengals. Come on. And it's but in the, it's the Falcons, in LA. You're right, though. The Falcons, no. Falcons are are giving up 50 points a game. But I'm I. And again, I I am the least reactionary type of person to one game. But it was stunning to me yesterday watching this. The only thing maybe more stunning was seeing what happened to the Chiefs yesterday, as uh, as I was I just couldn't believe what I was seeing after an unbelievable start to that game, and they could not stop Houston. They rushed for 192 yards on 41 carries. Sick. Carlos Hyde, 116 and a touchdown. Watson had 42. He threw for 280. He was he was nothing great through the air. They just couldn't stop the run. I mean, Fuller could have had a few touchdowns. He dropped them. Hopkins had a lot of volume. Dropped a touchdown, too, unfortunately. Nine catches for 55 yards. Mahomes was not good, by the way, at all. Almost threw several picks. I, I don't know what's going on with him either. Maybe that ankle is really bothering him. They were talking about it during the game. He did not look. I mean, his stats are going to look good. He did not look good. Tyreek Hill 
made the catch of the year in the first quarter, five for 80. Kelsey, four for 58. Rushing-wise, I don't know what they're doing either. They're not running the ball. Damian Williams is, like, finished. He had one carry. Uh, McCoy looked okay. But uh, I I would say even offensively, Joe, Mahomes, this was the first game that I saw that Mahomes didn't look right. I know the stats are going to say it, but if if you watch the game, you look at it, he had at least two interceptions that were called back. And by the way, he can't run at all. Like something must be up with his uh, ankle. Like they said, no, he's definitely playing hurt. I, I, I watched this. I watched the game too. I, I think that he's definitely playing through something, whatever it is. I think it helps to have Tyreek Hill back. And I think that the chiefs will still be a playoff team and that we'll continue to get better. But uh, you know, you mentioned about the Texans, you know, Watson, not that great, but he also had 40 rushing yards and some of those rushes he had came at huge moments and two touchdowns. So Deshaun Watson, once again, the most important number was zero. Zero sacks. If you cannot get to Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson is going to beat you, I would say, eight or nine times out of ten. And he did it again. And I don't know if maybe they've just gotten right. Maybe it's a combination of finally getting some schemes right and the offensive line coming together properly and everyone's picking up who they're supposed to pick up. Maybe it's a communication issue. Just wasn't with Tunzel coming in. Maybe there wasn't time to really get everybody on the same page right away the first couple weeks of the season. Or... Or maybe it's just a matter of, uh, you know, they've stepped it up and they've been called out and they realize how bad they were in the first month. But whatever it is, the last two weeks, zero sacks. And maybe they've also played teams that don't get to the quarterback very well. That could also be it. I'll tell you what, if they play a team like the 49ers, it does. <laughs> they better watch themselves. But Deshaun Watson went in there and let's give him all the credit because that was Deshaun Watson going in there and getting that W. Yeah, well, Hyde really to me was was the key. He just did. Hyde was terrific. Could, they couldn't stop him at all. And so we'll see if that continues for Houston. That could be... That could be that Houston could end up being the team I'm most wrong on at the end of the year. It, it, I definitely was very under on their eight and a half win total and you know, still not there yet. And a lot of things could happen. Somebody could get hurt. That could completely change the game. But that looks like the team that I'll be uh, that I'll be off on the most, especially after that win. What that's not supposed to happen when you're betting win totals. You look at a team and you and you take two or three wins that are definitely going to happen and two or three losses that are definitely going to happen. And that was one that 100 percent went the other way. Uh, speaking of which, the Jets, that was the other big shocker, I think, of the day. The Jets beat the Cowboys 24-22. to Darnold threw for 338 and two touchdowns. Lev Bell, 14 carries, 50 yards touchdown. Somehow he just keeps getting points. And Robbie Anderson had a long touchdown, but that also included five for 125 for him. For Dallas, Prescott, uh, 277. Elliott was certainly fine, 105 yards and a touchdown. Amari Cooper got hurt in this game. Looks like he'll probably be out. We'll have to monitor that one. But you would have thought Gallup would have gotten a lot of action in this one. He's tough to predict. Four for 48 yesterday. Uh, maybe the highlight for the, the Cowboys is the fact they have a great kicker. Brett Mark kicked a 62-yard field goal yesterday. He made three of four. And if you get extra points and you have kickers in your league for 50s or 60s, man, he has some extra points. Mar is one of those guys that is probably going to end up as a top three kicker for what it's worth at the end of the season. But look, I, I could see any team beating any team in the NFL, Joe. I'm not going to, you know, I've, I've been at this too long to not know that. But to, but to have the Jets just kind of dominate the game from start to finish, I guess tells you more about the quarterbacking situation is so important for the Jets over anything else, because that's certainly the way it looked yesterday. It really is. I think from the confidence standpoint, too, Jamal Adams made a couple huge plays in this game, too. So the Jets defense, when healthy, is also, uh, I think, has some players on it. Um, it, This is this is a shocking one for me, too. I don't think anybody in the lot of survivor pools died yesterday between Kansas City, between the Dallas game. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of survivor pools that, that don't exist anymore. But I'll tell you, man, this is Dallas better get right because they are in serious trouble right now. The Dallas Cowboys are a team that is searching. I mean, you look at the first three games for them. They uh, scored 32 points per game in the last three, just 18.7. The points allowed in the first three games, 14.7, 
23.3 in the last three. So it's just a matter of they're just not playing good football on either end of the on either end right now, defense or offense. And if you are our Jason Garrett right now, I'm not sure what you do to get back because I thought the secret to winning this game was getting Elliott the football, and they did. 28 carries for 105. He also had uh, you know six targets in this game. He caught five of them, so it was all the Elliott you could handle. But in the end of the day, you know, took Cooper away, and we well just last week we we're finally saying, man, Amari Cooper, we were wrong, we we miss it. And then what happens? He goes and gets hurt. Craig, there you go. There it was right on time. Six weeks well, in. It, it could be, especially if he if he misses more than a week or two, and and it, and he's super important to to what Dallas does. That'll Apparently. be a huge disappointment. I mean, I guess so. I mean, Gallup, I mean, he's one of those very tough to predict guys. He's like Tyler Boyd, like one one week, a great week, one week, nothing. Very hard to trust. And this is a very sloppy game too. a lot of penalties, especially towards the end, the of, end the of the game. Too. Oh, yeah. my God. The penalties in this game it was, it penalties was in a lot of games, man. Houston uh, KC also had like that had a ton also. Penalties. But this one, this one, especially the, the last quarter of that game was practically unwatchable in New York. <laughs> it was just brutal. Yeah. But look, and, good, good for Sam Darnold, because this was this was great. They came I think the building was pumped up too. You kind of got that feeling like this is our shot. We got our quarterback and you know, and now they, the next game for them is Monday night against new England. So we'll see. And it's in New York. So any chance you think the jets go nine and seven, any chance nine and seven, I put themselves in a big hole for nine and seven. I think they can go eight and eight, nine and seven's a lot. They look so much better winning record. They do. Well, I'll tell you what. I will say this. They got two games against Miami. They got a game against the Redskins. They got they got some winnable games out there, so it's possible. But when you start one and four, nine and seven, you really got to be awesome down the stretch. Yeah, it'll be tough, but it'll be interesting to see. I think that uh, I have a lot more confidence in them uh, with with this quarterback for sure. So we'll see. All right, uh, quick time out here on fantasy sports today. Coming back next, we'll talk about the Seahawks and Browns, Ravens and Bengals, Vikings and Eagles. After the break, don't go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. It is a Monday, so we're recapping everything that happened on Sunday in the NFL. Also touching on some baseball playoffs as well and uh, man after the Browns threw up a stinker in uh, in their previous game I was very happy to see that they came back playing super ultra competitive and you know what I, I even though I took the Browns in this one and I thought that they would win I don't feel all that bad about it because it just does show that they do have talent 
Uh, I think, you know, it comes down to a final possession and they got beat. But let's kind of go through the numbers here. Seattle 32, Cleveland 28, Russell Wilson, another 294 and two touchdowns. Chris Carson owners have to be feeling really good right now, including me, feeling much better about his situation. 24-124 and a touchdown. Also for receptions, he did rush for a touchdown as well. Lockett is Mr. Solid. Uh, The problem for the Seahawks is that Will Disley, who kind of emerged a couple of weeks ago, looks like he could be out for the season. So certainly Seattle will have to pick up the pieces there, and Wilson does love his tight ends. Uh, For Cleveland, Baker Mayfield started off great, faded, got hurt, came back. It was kind of an uneven game for him. There's some that will say he gave the game away. Maybe so. 249, one touchdown, three interceptions. He also rushed for a touchdown, which kind of saved his fantasy day if you started him. Nick Chubb is a rock-solid RB1 top five guy right now. 20 carries, 122, and two touchdowns. The Odell Beckham game, not a huge surprise. After he did nothing last couple of weeks, he bounced back. Six for 101. And then the magical Ricky Seals Jones, who shows up once every couple weeks and catches a touchdown, did it again for Cleveland. So <laughs> Ricky um, Seals Jones, he's the yeah, basis so, uh, for sexual chocolate. Did you know that? <laughs> With the hair? Yeah, sexual chocolate. Yeah. yeah. You're going to see Jones coming to base. America. How do you feel about that? Coming to America, too. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not looking forward to it. I just I just was some things you should leave alone. Now, granted, every now and then you revisit something and it's and it's good. I, the fact that it's a con, it's a continuation and not a reboot. I think is good. Like that's is the premise that he got divorced and now he's looking for another wife in Queens. I don't know what the premise. I'm is. not sure, but it came out that it's PG 13. So people are really upset about that. Well, the original one was PG 13, wasn't it? No, R. It was coming to America was R. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, I think that's yes. probably because of the nudity more than anything in the beginning. I don't know, but they're worried that this one will not have the same sauce to it, I guess. And that's I one know. of the all time great comedies. Coming to America works on every level. The entire like the entire movie is funny start to finish. So, yeah, yes, that's great. It's going to be tough. All right. So Cleveland, I feel much better about. They have talent. They scored points. They gave it up late. This could have this game could have gone either way. So I, I feel fine about both results there. Seattle, to me, did a really good job. Doesn't make me feel any better or worse about them. And kind of the same thing for the Browns, who did show up. I, I'm actually now worried about the Browns wins and losses wise moving forward, because that was I think this game was kind of the killer as far as that is concerned. But they do have enough talent to compete with anybody on a week to week basis. And uh, and Seattle, for them, this is probably one game that you looked at at the beginning of the season and thought they're not going to win this one. But uh, look, you know, Russell Wilson, as you said, Joe, if he's not the MVP, he's second or third for sure. He's having a great year. Uh, to me, he's the MVP. This is another big road win for them. And and a big road win, especially when you take into consideration that Cleveland was really, again, back against the wall in this game. This was a really important game. Whenever you have those teams playing at home with a really important stake on the line here, I think that Russell Wilson did a phenomenal job in this one. And I'm not going to be as optimistic as you were about the Cleveland Browns because Baker Mayfield is up to 11 picks on the year already. 11. That's like a season total for most quarterbacks. And we are in week six. That's brutal. You cannot win football games when you turn the football over at that kind of a clip. And it's not all on the offensive line. He's making bad decisions. He's making bad throws. I feel like it's all kind of crumbling around. him. then he came away with his hip injury. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not as optimistic where, yeah, well, you know, they, they played better and all this stuff. Odell Beckham's numbers were better. They were competitive in this football game. Yes. But the turnovers just continue to plague this offense and continue to plague Baker Mayfield. And I just don't think when you look up for it, the right now are the bears, a, a, I mean, excuse me, are the Browns a seven win football team? Oh I don't yeah. Know if they are. Oh yeah. That's seven or eight wins. But the problem was, is that the expectations were just too high going into the year that they were a 10 win team and a super bowl team and, and playing three of the first five weeks at night on Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays like that. That's where the, 
overcompensation. That was. didn't help. You're right. The schedule has been very strange. A lot of primetime games, something they're not used to playing. But still, Craig, 11, 11 interceptions yeah. already. Oh, you, my can't God. Ar- you can't argue it. But, you know, Brett Favre did the same thing at the beginning of his. Career. He did. He did. No, look, you are absolutely right. And and when I was watching the highlights and all that stuff, all I kept thinking was early Brett Favre, early Brett yeah, Favre. That's what it early like. Brett Favre also had Mike Holmgren. To rein him in, he oh, has somebody they'll make a change after the year. No, they'll well, make but a I'm saying is well, what that change is. It's got to be somebody really significant that can really mold him. And I don't know off the top of my head who that guy is that's available. Do you <laughs> Nobody have does, Joe. That's the problem, man. These coaches, man, like it's just it's tough. The coaching is the the quarterbacking and the coaching is so difficult to quantify right now. You have. I think McDaniel's I, I, could honestly. I think Josh McDaniel's and Baker Mayfield would be made for maybe, each other. Maybe that sounds right. I really do. I and and I'm. I know McDaniel's was a failure uh, with the Denver Broncos. I get that, but I think if if there was a job for him to take the Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield, because I think mentality wise, I think he would get the best out of Baker Mayfield's mentality and teach him the finer points. Because I think that's the only guy right now who I think might be available that you could say could go in there and fix Baker Mayfield. Maybe. Ravens beat the Bengals 23 to 17. Uh, look, at the end of the season, he won't win the MVP of reality, but he could be the uh, fantasy MVP, Lamar Jackson. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, he can win you any any week for sure. Another 152 rushing yards for him, 236 through the air. And uh, he's, he's, a, he's a bona fide fantasy star. He'll grade out top five at the end of the year. Uh, the rushing yards, that was the whole key for him. Mark Ingram, 13 for 52, does it every week. Uh, Andrews had a great game, six for 99, almost gave it away, though, on a fumble. He jumped up yeah. real high, got hit him, and uh, the ball came out. Uh, okay, for the Bengals, what do they do every week? They keep it close. They don't win. 235 for Dalton. Mixon is is going to end up being a fantasy bust this season. It's probably not his fault. Uh, Tate had five for 91. Boyd, I can't figure out. Again, one week great, one week Crazy. bad. Not even one week. Like all four of the first five weeks, he had double-digit targets, and this week he had seven. It's impossible to figure him out. Ugh, and, and by the way, against the Ravens, defense is not that great. But look, Tate next week, uh, Boyd next week again, eight catches, 150 yards, a touchdown. You just got to predict the matchup. It's not easy. Uh, so that's the, my takeaway from that, Joe, is, again, if you have Lamar Jackson on your fantasy team, the odds are you're in the game. <laughs> that we, like, You're going to be <laughs> yeah. in it. You're going to be in it. And it's well, just it was a matter of what watch. he does. It was it's fun great. to watch, too. I mean, you, it's not it's it's amazing to watch somebody just kind of take over a football field when there's so many players on it at one time trying to trying to hit you. And they are unsuccessful. <laughs> it is an amazing thing to watch. It's like watching somebody play Madden back in the day with Michael Vick and just running around and, you know, just roll out and just run around and nobody could stop him. And the Bengals certainly weren't up to the task. And no. you're right. If you, if you own Lamar Jackson, you're loving your fantasy life this year. Yeah, you have to be. And imagine having him and McCaffrey. A lot of you know, team, teams who have oh, that are sort of oh. great. And, and, and by the way, in reality, I'll say this too. Baltimore is not as good as New England. And they're not as probably no. Kansas City or maybe look Houston at this point. But I will tell you this: Lamar Jackson in a one-game scenario, they, he, Baltimore could go to New England and lose forty-one nothing, and I could see Baltimore beating New England because of Lamar Jackson. Like this guy is a huge wild card as the season goes on, and I wouldn't rule anything out with him. It's amazing to me that how many teams passed on this guy? Twenty-eight teams or something like that passed on him in the first round. Uh, I he thought he was the steal of the draft. I, I, I. Said it at the time, man, I didn't get it. I didn't understand why everybody thought Lamar Jackson was so far behind this other group. I thought he was slightly behind them in passing. Sure, you could make that argument. But in terms of moldability and athleticism and what you, what the NFL is becoming, 
why wouldn't you want to take a shot on him? It was crazy. He lasted as long as he did. Just crazy. If if he if you get a point per rush, and you don't get like a point for every ten yards. So think about this: if you get a point per rush in a fantasy league, then Jackson is is right now the number two fantasy player. In, uh, in the <laughs> well, that's not surprising, man. Yeah. All right, Vikings beat the Eagles thirty-one to twenty, and uh, and ever since we dissected Kirk Cousins, he's he's gone wild. We fixed him. Three, yeah, sure. Three hundred thirty-three <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs. So I have him in two leagues. I benched him in one and played him in another. And in the league that I played him in, again, we need uh, Valdez Scantling tonight to have a monster week because played against Jeffrey. And, and please tell me this is not the guillotine league. We advanced the guillotine league this week. Yeah, I, well, I saw the Kyle Allen stat line. I was like, we're going yeah, we through advanced. this week, baby. Yeah, well, and Carlos, I say we. Carlos Hyde. Is it is it wrong to say we? I don't yeah, know. I don't want to be presumptuous. You're okay. on board. Because I'm I'm so emotionally invested. There's only oh, two should, leagues. I'll, I'm, I'll tell you about the team that lost. Oh, my gosh. Like I'm you, only emotionally I, invested in really two things this year. I am emotionally invested in flex. Minshew? Oh, okay. And no, in flex <laughs> because now I've gone to 6-0 and in flex. And I, want, wow. I told you I want the belt. I, I, uh, I beat up on Rick Wolf shot. this week. And uh, I want that first round bye, and I'm invested in your guillotine league. Those are the okay. two leagues where every week that's I care the most about. Before, so. before we do Vikings Eagles, you could guess the guillotine league losers right now. Like, I mean, uh, Jameis Winston. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know. He's yep. probably one mm-hmm. of them, right? Yep, yep. Um, and his other quarterback, easy, right? Pick uh, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> no, no, you know, you know. Who had the worst quarterback? Oh, Jared Goff. Oh, there you go. Goff. Boom. There you go. Okay. Boom. Out. Right. Tight end. So, easiest on the board. Go ahead. I'll give you one guess. Boom. Okay. Keep going. Like, right. Like, that's it. You <laughs> it know, is, it's fun. It was, that, that, but there's a lot. But there's a lot. I'll, I'll, we'll go over yeah, the players. Yeah, yeah, I finished like uh, six. That's for tomorrow. It's for tomorrow. When yeah, Tuesday, really where you have nothing to talk tomorrow. about. Save it. All right. All right. So uh, Cousins with four. Diggs with three. Thielen with one. Cook had one. Madison is becoming more of a of an important piece, I think, to the Vikings, almost like a, a two running back system may be able to start both at some point. Not yet, but getting closer to that. Uh, Carson Wentz, good game. 306 passing yards, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. And honestly, if you compare Carson Wentz with the bottom 15 quarterbacks in the NFL, this guy is so far above those. He's still going to end up having a really good year. Quarterbacking is just so poor overall in the NFL. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, um, I mean, Miles Sanders with a nice game though too, and the, I benched the, him too. Yeah, I yeah, him. I, I actually acquired him in, in flex. That was that Modica trade. Remember, I told you I I, I traded Daniel Jones and uh, oh, was a, Daniel Jones and Singletary, and I oh. got Miles Sanders and Andy Dalton. Can't so that worked that out well this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but I but Ma- Sanders. Miles Sanders three for eighty six with a touchdown in this one. And going back to Cousins and and that offense right now. It's not shocking at all that this was the Diggs game because we had the Thielen game last week. We know that the Eagles were going to try to overcompensate and do everything they could to stop Thielen, and they did. There was a lot of doubles on him, a lot of a lot of attention on him, and Stefan Diggs was just wide open. And man, that corner—I mean, they just never helped that poor kid. It, that I forget his name it escapes me right now, but my God, they just left him out to dry. No safety help. It was just terrible. And I also looked when you're watching this game too, because this was the other one that was on live where I was. You know. That Eagles defense front with Fletcher Cox and those guys, they are ferocious. And I think Madison got so much volume in this one because I think they were trying to just just kind of pound them and pound them as much as they could with fresh legs. And you could tell it was working. It was just it was the matter of let's not hang it all on Dalvin Cook and let's also not put Dalvin Cook in a situation where he comes away from this game with 22 carries and an injury because that's not what you want because that kind of line, they're so big and strong up front. That's the kind of line that will destroy a running back for two weeks after. Yeah, Joe Madison at this point looks like not only is a must own in every league, but if something would ever happen to Cook, Madison to me, look, Justice Hill played a little bit. 
We've seen Sanders as a rookie running back play a little bit for sure. Darwin Thompson's has been nothing. Uh, clearly, Singletary has been a nothing. And um, no, he's I, the most I, valuable he, backup running like back it. without a yeah. doubt. Yeah, he's if the only. We talked about Bonifan last week, but Madison is the guy. Madison's the guy where it automatically turns over, and it's going to be fascinating to see because Dalvin Cooks in the last year of his deal next year of his rookie deal. It's going to be fascinating to see how they handle that because Madison looks really good. He so, does. I mean, yeah. they could he let well, Cook walk eventually. Yeah, I benched I benched uh, Sanders for Edmonds on Arizona. So that wasn't a bad play. I mean, Edmonds was all right. Yeah, it, was, it, turned out, it turned out fine. But believe me, I yeah. benched it. And then I benched uh, Diggs in one league, but I played McLaurin. So, you know, it was like not the end of the world. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this hour. We got the best of coming up next. Then in hour number two, we dive into one of the more high scoring games of the day. Cardinals and Falcons. Also the Tank Bowl, the London game. And uh, fortunately for us, Gardner Minshew is, seems to be heading the other direction. You're listening to Fantasy Sports today. Craig and Joe here at dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry-leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. It, that I forget his name. It escapes me right now, but my God, they just left him out to dry. No safety help. It was just terrible. And I also looked when you're watching this game, too, because this was the other one that was on live where I was. You know, that Eagles defense front with Fletcher Cox and those guys, they are ferocious. And I think Madison got so much volume in this one because I think they were trying to just just kind of pound them and pound them as much as they could with fresh legs. And you could tell it was working. It was just it was the matter of let's not hang it all on Dalvin Cook and let's also not put Dalvin Cook in a situation where he comes away from this game with 22 carries and in, an injury because that's not what you want because that right. kind of line they're so big and strong up front that's the kind of line that will destroy a running back for two weeks after yeah joe madison at this point looks like not only is a must own in every league but if something would ever happen to cook and madison to me look justice hill played a little bit we've seen sanders as a rookie running back play a little bit for sure darwin thompson's has been nothing uh clearly singletary has been a nothing and um no, he's I, the most valuable he, backup running like back it. without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. He's if the only we just talked about Bonifan last week, but Madison is the guy. Madison's the guy where it automatically turns over. And it's gonna be fascinating to see because Dalvin Cook's in the last year of his deal next year of his rookie deal. It's gonna be fascinating to see how they handle that because Madison looks really good. He so does. I mean yeah. they could he let does. Cook walk eventually. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today, hour number two, if you're listening live. Or if you're listening on demand, this is FNTSY Radio, Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today.